This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 20th of December. In your squiz today, a job opening in the NT. Ben Bricker is released from prison. Rain eases in far north Queensland, and that chimpanzee probably remembers you. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, this is almost unbelievable, but another Australian political leader stepped down yesterday. This time it was Natasha Files, Chief Minister of the Northern Territory, making that five leadership changes across the states and now the territories this year alone. And look, Alex, I don't want to give away too much, but if you plan to do our great big squiz quiz, which comes out on Sunday, you might want to listen up. (laughs) Uh, First, there was the New South Wales election that saw a change of government and then the long-serving premiers of Western Australia, Victoria and recently Queensland stepped down and now it's Natasha Files' turn to go. She was Labor's leader in the Northern Territory and she fell on her sword after she failed to disclose that she owns shares in a mining company called South 32. It does business in the top end and yesterday she said not disclosing that was a mistake. Her exact words were, and this is the quote, it was not deliberate, it was not intentional, but it's unacceptable. The value of Files shareholding in South 32 is just under $2,500, according to media reports. So it is a very small investment. But politically, it was a big deal because South 32 does have a mine on an island in the Northern Territory. And Files government has previously made the decision not to investigate that mine for its health impacts on nearby residents. Yeah, so it's a bad look, but it's also a breach of our politicians' obligation to disclose who their money is tied up with so that we can know where there are conflicts of interest. Uh, What File said is that she wasn't influenced by that small shareholding when it came to that decision. As for her explanation about why she didn't disclose the shares on the public record, File said that it dates all the way back to 1985 when her grandmother gifted her shares in BHP. Alex, I've got quite a few friends from that era who had parents or grandparents who did exactly the (laughs) same thing. And in 2015, what happened was BHP spun out some of its assets into that new company, South 32. And File said that her personal admin didn't clock that she had been issued shares in that new company. Yeah. So by her telling, it's a pretty unfortunate admin error. As for what happens now, Files finishes up tomorrow, so they will need a new Chief Minister for the Northern Territory, and Claire, whoever it is, will need to get a wriggle on, because they'll be going to an election in August next year. After nearly 20 years behind bars, the convicted terrorist Abdul Ben Bricker is being released from prison. He's the man who was sentenced in 2009 over foiled terror plots, including a plan to attack the MCG during the 2005 AFL Grand Final. Yeah, so he was set to be released in 2020, but his detention was extended for three years because of the government's concerns over his release. Experts say that Ben Bricker has made progress towards what they call derailment 
radicalization. They say that he's been in plenty of programs that means that he doesn't hold those strong views anymore. And so a judge has ruled that he will be released under a 12-month, what they call an extended supervision order. And it has about 30 conditions on it, including things like being monitored and all sorts of curfews and things like that. Um, Breaches of that order could result in him going back to prison or the potential cancellation of his Australian citizenship. The Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said while he welcomed the restrictions on Ben Bricker's release, the order, quote, does not include every condition sought by the government. And there's politics here as well, Claire. The coalition's line is that the government could have done more to prevent Ben Bricker's release. Let's check in on Cyclone Jasper and its long after effects in far north Queensland, where the cleanup is going to be extensive. The rain did ease yesterday, but it came too late to save many homes from the floodwaters. Yeah, and of course, there's more floodwaters to come because of that extreme rainfall that they've had there. Rivers are still rising in some areas, and there's a lot of water to go downstream. Um, locals from Cape York to Cairns say that they were blindsided by that. There was quite a bit of talk yesterday about what was forecast and what actually happened. In Woodjul Woodjul, which is a small community about 70 kilometres south of Cooktown, there are 120 residents who were evacuated by defence helicopters yesterday. There are more there who will be picked up today. And that area has been really devastated by the floods. They've copped some of the worst of it. There were photos coming from there that show that the water reached the roofs of some two-storey mm. buildings. Yesterday, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese offered up new disaster support payments for those who have suffered, quote, significant loss. He says the goal is to make this recovery as smooth as is possible. The Catholic Church made a significant shift in policy yesterday with a new ruling that Catholic priests are able to bless same-sex couples. It is the biggest step yet to make the church more welcoming to LGBTQ people, and it reflects the pastoral vision of Pope Francis. Yeah, so the Vatican also published a couple of caveats to this one. Um, It includes that the blessings can't be part of regular church rituals like marriage, and the church's stance remains that same-sex attraction isn't sinful, but what gay people do in the privacy of their own homes uh, very much is. It's a big U-turn, though, from a previous Vatican declaration in 2021, and those people who follow this stuff really closely say that it's very classic Pope Francis, that he has tried to make the church more welcoming, even though some of the conservatives are really unhappy about it. Well, yes, there have been mixed reviews of this policy change. One theology professor reckons the new guidance, quote, invites misunderstanding and will sow confusion. But Father James Martin, who is a well-known American Jesuit priest, said it, quote, recognises the deep desire in many Catholic same-sex couples for God's presence in their loving relationships. Earlier this week, Claire, we were talking about amazing cockatoos, and today it is amazing chimpanzees. It turns out that bonobos and chimpanzees have a long-term memory such that they can recognise their friends even after decades apart. Yep, 
Alex, this week. It's our little animal corner and <laughs> this new research that's come about, it's from a woman called Dr. Laura Lewis and her team. They showed 26 apes pictures of other apes that they'd never met and also pictures of some old friends, some apes that they had hung about with in the past. And what happened was those who were being tested spent longer looking at the pictures of their old friends than the strangers. And there was one bonobo, her name is Louise, and she's 46 years old. She even recognised faces after spending 26 years apart. You better hope that you have not wronged Louise because (laughs) she remembers you. Dr. Lewis reckons the result represents some of the longest long-term memory ever found in non-human animals. Squiz the day, Claire. What is on the agenda today? Look, probably a bit of a squiz shout out. If you're lucky enough to already be on a break or if things have slowed down a bit and you've got a bit of time up your sleeve, we just want to point you to our special series called How Far We've Come. Uh, A few weeks ago, we finished our second season. Uh, It was focused on the history of education here in Australia. So get into your podcast app, search for How Far We've Come, and it's a really good listen. It is a great listen. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.